Good to see you again. It's been a while. It has, yeah. It is good to see you. Yeah. So, what's what's happening in the world of Marcus Reuter? Um, well, <laughs> it's a big question. No, um, it's interesting with the touch guitar, like also with um, a little bit because of you, but also other people, um, other students that I had, like I discovered something a little bit new, hmm. um, which we've already talked about, which is this question, like, does the hand actually prepare the next movement or does it stay where it is mm. mm -hmm. after you play the note, right, right? right? And so we've kind of like gone further into that and mm. kind of like looked at specific exercises, exercises like the uh, centipede, for example, yeah. like with like two different, completely different views. So mm. how, what happens if we stay in position as long as possible yeah. and what happens if we anticipate or prepare um, as early as possible? Mm. And so then you yeah, have two right. completely different exercises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, and um, and it, I think I think I have had the. Um, it's kind of obvious if you think about it, but like now we have tested this, and the uh, do not anticipate. It gives you the better technique for sure. Mm. And it, why is that? Um, or what is the difference in the well, sound? The, the difference is that if you. If you want to anticipate, you need to th think a lot of things at the same time and you need to move the two hands at the same time. Yeah. Okay. So that requires much more. Yeah. It, it's, it's okay for like the piece like the Bach piece, for example, you could like write everything out. You would know exactly, okay, these are the constellations that my yeah. hands get into and it makes sense for something like that. Mm. But if you, if you're talking about pure technique where technique means sort of like independent of the material that you're playing. Um, it makes much more sense to stay in position and then actually mm -hmm. use the space that you have to go to the next note to actually accelerate the hand, the finger, to, to, make, to get a good tone. Yeah. So like anticipation takes away from that movement yeah. and from the distance yeah. that you can use to actually get a good sound. Yeah. So that's, mm. that's it in a nutshell. But mm. we've actually started like working on these variations of these exercises yeah. and it's it's pretty cool cool yeah yeah uh, another benefit that i noticed in my practice of staying in position is that you uh, you know where your fingers are <laughs> yeah exactly. you know it's if you start moving it's very easy to lose which fret you're on exactly yeah that's that's what we started calling the floating hand mm -hmm. the floating hand is what happens when you just practice something over and over again and the hand kind of knows where it is, but then really it's always in this in-between state of, yeah, I kind of know where I'm going, but not really. And, mm -hmm. and then I started uh, by watching other people play. I noticed that sometimes people prepare, other times they don't. Yeah. And, and that was just totally un, uh, unconscious in a way, right? right. right? And, and uh, so that's why we started making that more conscious. And I think mm. it is, it is, pretty clear hmm. um, what it means for yeah. future teaching. Like I would, hmm. I would approach some things I've taught you. I mean, I've, I've already talked about staying in position yeah. with you, yeah. but I would even be more specific about hmm. this now with a, with a new student. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Um, yeah, something kind of related to that that I'd be curious to ask you about is playing... Um, <clears throat> especially with distortion where you can hear all of the little yes. noises. Yeah. Um, 
we've spoken a little bit, but not too much in detail about using the other fingers to mute yeah. strings. Yeah. And my question, as I was practicing this, is how much should I be muting things and keeping the hand in position versus focusing on a, a good release with maybe just one finger? Meaning, can that become kind of a, a crutch, like a thing that you rely on too much, the, the extra muting, or yeah, but you have you have, you have to. to. There's just no. Yeah, that's the release is never gonna uh, mute the other strings. It's only gonna mute, you know, define the end of that note that you're playing. Yeah. But the resonance of the instrument will always be there. So you have to do both. Yeah. Right. And and that's why the um, the two orientations of the brackets are so important, mm. because as you know, it's a lot. It's a lot about which. Uh, where the focus of the initial movement is. So if the focus is, say, on the right hand and the right hand plays two notes here, then on the adjacent string you play yep. three notes, right? Then you can kind of like learn to leave this hand down on that string while this... Yep. And so that is that is sort of like the dampening with this hand. This hand is playing. Then the more simple way is the other orientation where, okay, obviously you can always kind of like use this finger yeah. uh, to, to you know, almost like do a bar mute kind yeah. of like with the first finger yeah. and, and mute a lot of strings that way. Yeah. So, but it's basically combinations of that. It's the full release, but the full release not being orient, oriented on one string anymore, being mm. kind of like any, mm. any way you like okay. to yeah. mute the strings. And yeah. I, use, I use the thumb to mute the, the low string sometimes, just like a bass player would. Yeah, even when right. I'm playing like a high part huh. and stuff, you know. Yeah, because de depending on like how how hard you play, yeah. you can just cannot can can't avoid the low strings to also ring a little bit. Yes, yeah. and if you have distortion, then that gives you look right, right. kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. And and it's just it's just part of 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 the sound of the instrument. I think like now that I don't even try to uh, yeah control it that much. I try to use it. I try to make it. Like the improvs we did together, like you hear a mm -hmm. lot of that, like rhythmic kind of like, mm -hmm. and stuff, mm -hmm. because I use it to play sure. with. Right? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and that's kind of the answer I expected. Is you, you need obviously you need a good release, but you need to you, you got to use both. Yeah, yeah, and and so the the, the way to think about it is, and that's this is why I keep you know like obviously like we learned the pentachord approach, yeah. right? But the only reason for it is. To get a good, good technique and to know where the notes are on the fretboard, like you're not supposed to use that fingering to play. Right. You can, sure. so like a pentachord, yeah. nice, but across the strings, mm. you wouldn't necessarily do the diagonal stuff. I mean, I do, but it's not something you know. You just go to a note and you play that one note yeah. with any finger. That means that you choose the finger where you have. Um, you know, some other finger available to mute the strings. Right, right, right. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I actually wanted to ask you something about the pentachords too. So, mm -hmm. um, you said in one of your interviews with Trey Gunn mm -hmm. that the pentachord system really opened up the instrument for you. Mm -hmm. Like that was a big change, and and I think I know a lot of the reasons why that was. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of curious what you were doing before. Like mm -hmm. what? It, what is the thing? I, I understand why the pentachord is so great, but what 
I don't actually know what, what other, was before what yeah. people do and what is yeah. typical on the stick, for example. Uh, yeah, on the stick because the melody size tune in fourths, it's like these these three note per string patterns. Okay. So, so like a tri-chords or whatever you want to call them, not pentachords, but you yeah, know. Right. On the fifth tuning was the was the tetrachords, yeah. so four notes per string. So okay. which meant that there was always stretching involved. So mm. say you'd play C D F G, it would be one, two, three, four, like this. Okay. And you could feel like this is very hard, mm. like there's no stability to this movement. Mm. Um, but it is possible, I mean, something we could try, right? Something like this, mm. uh, or like Dorian or Aeolian. You know, like, yeah. yeah, or for the Phrygian, but it's all very, very um, not good. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh. so, and that was before, before there was like the idea that the two hands could come together in, in a system. Mm. So that was really, um, so I, I don't even know how to explain it because that mm. kind of, that thought to integrate the hands that in such a uh, strict way yeah. just wasn't around. And okay. it was that one meeting with Trey where we talked mm. about this, um, where it just kind of went like, wow. wow. <laughs> yeah. But then it took another 15 years to to discover the brackets, well, or 10 years maybe, mm. 10 years, well, even no more, 15 years to discover the um, the brackets, yeah. and then a couple of years later, the reverse bracket only appeared. Mm, mm. So, wow, yeah. yeah, interesting. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. And I mean, so I, yeah, sorry, from the very beginning, I had this idea I want to kind of like integrate the hands, yeah, but then because the, they're lim like the possibilities are sort of they seem limitless, so you don't know like what, what how do I kind of like find like a, a little bit of a rule, like how to mm -hmm. do this. And since there was no rule, like obviously you, you can play the, the tri-chords, uh, the, the tetra-chords, sorry, with two hands. Yeah. So you can play right. uh, C, D, E, F and like this and not use the pinky. Right, right. Yeah. And that's something I, I did. Mm. Right. Yeah. And then to realize that kind of like by integrating that, that fifth note, um, everything then starts to come together and make mm. sense. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I guess that traditionally on, on the stick, and it's funny to say traditionally because it's yeah. a very new instrument still, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, people were thinking about using the two hands separately as a, you yeah. know, yeah. the bass line with this hand and the melody with this hand, yeah. and that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, well, a lot of people do that. I don't think that it may not have been the original idea. Okay. Um, because mm -hmm. obviously you can also like reach like from the bass, because the, you know, the bass string is right. in the middle there, you can reach over with your left hand and play notes on the okay. top side yeah. as well. Got it. And like one of my, the greatest stick players, uh, or really the greatest I think ever, Jim Lampy, mm. he, he did all sort of, all sort of like integrating the mm. two sides. Okay. Um, yeah. So. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fascinating stuff. So you, you have been, um, practicing with distortion like you've tried that yeah yeah i've been trying to do it more because uh -huh. it it keeps me honest <laughs> about yes. how how my technique is because mm -hmm. you you really hear every little mistake <laughs> so there there was a period there where i 
I wasn't practicing with distortion, and I started thinking, oh, yeah, I'm getting pretty good. And then, <laughs> of course, you turn the distortion on, and you realize that that's completely false. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and especially, like, I, I use a lot of, like, super high-gain stuff with uh, yeah. four distortion stages and stuff. So, yeah, like, nothing's yeah. left from the <laughs> from the original guitar sound. Right, so, right, right. Um, and then it gets so super sensitive, mm. and, like, the slightest touch kind of, like, gives you that... Um, that huge sound yeah and um yeah I, I recommend practicing that way of of course but you can you cannot just just um i mean maybe you can like i, I just recently found like these old videos of me uh playing the round of seven um mm -hmm. and there's a distorted sound and it works yeah yeah it works is that the one you posted yeah i just posted it again on instagram yeah which I, I really enjoy seeing those. That's I think it's great because I don't think I've ever seen anyone play <laughs> yeah. exercise right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know well, what I mean. Like you obviously have a lot of control with that, and you're playing at a, at a tempo I've never heard yeah. in, anyone play it at. And of course, I know intellectually that's possible, but there's something about actually seeing and hearing somebody do it yeah. that you know it it. It shows you what's possible. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been so so shy throughout my career to to really mm. like kind of show um, what I've been working on. Yeah, because it's also been like up until this point where we started making this this public. Yeah, um, it has been some sort of you know not secret, but yeah, yeah. but kind of like for the for uh, a circle of people that like was really interested in it yeah. and, and yeah. really made an effort to uh, meet me and learn right. about this. Right. And, you know, that, that's really what I'm so um, curious about, like to see if, mm. because we know there are a lot of great people out there um, that are not necessarily making contact, right? Yeah. Like right. officially. <laughs> mm -hmm. And and just to see um, what impact these videos, uh, yeah. the lessons that we put online did yeah. or will do. Yeah. yeah. yeah I I imagine it'll have some kind of effect. I mean, I I don't know. You you know better than I. But it's it's super slow. I think yeah. it's uh, for some reason um, it's really uh, how should I say this? And and I don't you know I don't know how to say this mm. because it's difficult to say. But the the world has changed so much, mm. and and I have to say like I'm I'm 49 now, right mm. and. And it's suddenly turning into uh, into some sort of world where it's really difficult for me to understand younger people, which is mm -hmm. really mm -hmm. interesting to observe. Yeah, that there is sort of like a, a different value system, even. Yeah, which and, and I think that's really what it is because mm -hmm. I, I'm sure I can still follow conversations. Uh, yeah, but yeah. but there is a different. Hmm perspective that is kind of like difficult to uh, hmm. to get and and part of that is that it seems like on one hand people have gotten so um, so much smarter and you know hmm. faster to pick up things but but they sort of like um, jump important steps hmm. it seems like yeah and I think you know what I'm talking about you know you being a teacher yourself and you want to play the fun stuff, yeah, the, yeah, and not focus on the fundamentals. 
Yeah, and I don't know, like, like even if even if you say this, fun stuff and fundamentals both has fun. In it. No, this <laughs> is just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> no, uh, good point. <laughs> no, it's not. But it's not about that. It, mm. I think it really is about music. It's for, mm. about the love for music, and and the love for music should mean something else than um, um, than performance. You know, it's like a little bit like with the um, sex, right? Mm. Like it's not like if you love somebody, it's not necessarily about the, your performance, right? right, yeah? right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So and and that's that's how it is mm. with music as well. Yeah. It's like how fast can you move your finger, right? Like <laughs> or whatever. Right. Yeah. It's right, not. Right. It's not about. It's a, yeah. You know. It's not about how fast you play the note or. Of course. It's yeah. um. It's about that that certain that commitment, that love, that mm. uh, interest in getting deeper. And getting a deeper connection with mm. um, the musical material you're working with, right? Yeah. And I think that is that is something that is uh, because there are so many good and great examples of people who have accomplished something early on in their lives mm. that, that it seems like uh, you can get there. Um, mm. You know, yeah. at skipping skipping important steps mm. of development. You know? So what what steps do you see people skipping often well, i don't know just just really really maybe the um, um the development of a knowledge of like history of music let's mm. say um, yeah you know, actually spending time listening to music yeah. rather than uh, watching a video about it like and this that's sort of like the, the the problem with like all the great stuff that 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 you and adam for example put out into the world it kind of like makes it it demystifies in a way i i think I, I like that i like the fact that you know a lot of things are being demystified but at the same time it sort of like takes the magic away of discovering um and and thus falling in love you know i think like mm -hmm. you know like falling in love is always about like you attributing uh the, your catch let's say to yourself, right? To your own abilities mm -hmm. or to your own tastes, yeah. rather than somebody else telling you that. And right. when, when all the good stuff is being told by somebody else, mm. it it is it is unlikely, or more unlikely, that people will actually, uh, uh, you know, really start listening to, say, uh, John Coltrane, right? Like if you see, like I think. I think you need to be sitting somewhere and you hear this and you say, hey, what's that? Mm. Wow. And then you, you go and ask, oh, that's a John Coltrane record. And it's like, oh, awesome. And you, then you start exploring. But somebody telling you how great his playing is and, and mm. getting, getting an uh, analysis of, uh, you know, I think yeah. that, that kind of like makes people listen, really, you know, listen uh, more, less intently maybe. Uh, but this is just what I, what I, I don't know if that's a reality, if that's true, hmm. but this is just kind of like what I'm hmm. imagining could be the case. Yeah, well, I agree that there's definitely a magic that happens when you hear something and you go, what is that? Mm -hmm. and, and I think you're right that there's less people figuring things out for themselves. Yeah. There's, there's a lot more information available, widely spread on the internet, so people are, are learning quickly because of that but yeah you're maybe missing that skill of uh listening to something by ear and figuring it out because 
the tabs are available for everything. Um, but it's interesting, you said the history of music is something that people are missing. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I have come to feel a lot more um, as I get older, mm -hmm. because I notice that younger musicians don't know who some of my heroes are. Yeah. <laughs> you never heard of Dennis Chambers? What? <laughs> okay, well, that's, I mean, that's something that would push me to make a video about that. Like, I need to show some people and maybe I, I'm, I run the risk of taking some of that magic yeah. away. But on the other hand, I think, you know, I think there's if a I don't final. say something, then nobody will exactly. hear about no, it. Exactly. No, there's a fine line because it, it, that's exactly what happened to me. Like my teachers mentioned certain names to me and that's how I yeah. found. Uh, but I think there's like the, the like, and I don't know what the fine line is. Maybe the, um, maybe it's not even that, that all that material is available online. It's maybe that some people get addicted to a certain mm. way or of consuming and mm. then like... Uh, I mean, it makes total sense, you know, just like any other drug, let's say, like, say you get into alcohol when you're a teenager, yeah. right? You'll have much less time and and focus to spend on developing uh, your musical taste, let's say, if yeah. you like, you know what I mean. Yeah. And with, with, with uh, spending time on the internet, kind of like soaking up information, it may have the same effect that it's sort of like just simply, simply you, you won't. You won't be, um, you know. I can see it with my daughter. Like she's sitting on the on the on the floor playing. She plays, and then there's like music plays, and mm -hmm. she she hears the music as something that is part of her world, and it's not something that she has to kind of like click and choose to, uh, you know. Right, right. Yeah. And that's you know maybe that's the other um, thing that like all everything is available, or almost everything yeah, like sure. on Spotify or whatever, yeah. like, sort of music and. I don't know, and I mean, like I say, I'm not, I, you know, I'm the last to criticize people, but it's just like I'm making these observations. Yeah. And um, and you're absolutely right. Yeah, mention, you know, mention Dennis Chambers for sure, right? Because, yeah, yeah people need to. People need know. to know. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. But then, like, like knowing is not enough. So what happens sure, is yeah. that, as you know, like people start name dropping and they don't really know what they're talking about. Yeah. They've maybe heard one uh, snippet, yeah. and you know, like the the average view time on YouTube videos, like you you have something great where like the greatest part starts five minutes in, yeah. right? And like the average view time is like thirty seconds. Yeah. Okay. Like, and then you know, like maybe one uh, percent. Even yeah. you know, not even gets to gets to the five minute mark where that great part starts, yeah. and then they start talking about Dennis Chambers because Sean mentioned him, and like, yeah, yeah, for sure, it's still better than not mentioning him, you yeah, know. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah, yeah, uh, I don't know either. Like the way that people listen to music, meaning like through Spotify or whatever, is. I don't know what effect that's going to have either, because that's that's also not my generation. I mean, I had my generation is is CDs, yeah. and I had a big book of them in mm -hmm. my car, mm -hmm. you know. And then after that, it was an iPod, mm -hmm. and the iPod obviously you can have a lot of music, a lot more music on there, but it's still a, a very conscious choice of like, well, I don't have infinite space, so I need to, I'm going to put my favorite albums on, and then. I'm gonna listen. I, I have to choose when I. I can't just shuffle. I guess you could, but 
it was always a choice of like when I'm walking. It's some, somewhat curated, right? Exactly. But, th- but yeah. that's that, that's what um, what playlists are, I guess, for people yeah. on Spotify and even guess, YouTube, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't know. I, I really <laughs> don't understand. And but but just just the whole point is like um, if we come back to the t- teaching aspect, right? Like. Yeah. Like, what what impact can um, can I I don't know can can instruction have that is clearly kind of like focusing on the on the magic or on the on the uh, you could call it fundamental aspects and how can or when will young when will young people kind of like understand or realize that that's what it's about so that it's that it's it's the it's not the ability like i said it's not yeah. the performance yeah and it's never been the the performance really right it's it's always the what transcends the performance yeah right so like uh, a friend of mine just talked to me about uh, jimmy page the other day then once when you know like those records are Led Zeppelin records are amazing you know and then he's yeah. seen him live and realized that, that that he really is not a great player and and like that it didn't work live and mm. I don't know mm. whatever like drugs yeah. involved or yeah. whatever yeah. but but anyway um, yeah I, I I don't know I don't know like it's it's this it's this aspect of uh, of what I call arts like teaching the arts is and I think that's that's sort of like something that uh, I think I've said this before, maybe in our conversation, but that's something that I don't really see much on mm. YouTube, for example. Yeah, um, that people are teaching the art as mm. in in the human the human aspect, the human mm. experience, the human development. Yeah. Um, that is something that's difficult to talk about. Like sometimes you see that maybe in like like like. So psychological tips, or mm. like where they try to uh, touch on that, but also that is watered down. Uh, yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, maybe trying that's... to trying to get more viewers by by using a mm. funny thumbnail or whatever. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, that's <laughs> you don't have a choice because if, yeah. if nobody clicks on the video, then yeah, yeah. It doesn't have any yeah. impact either. So it's that's a fine line. Obviously, you can go too far with that, and I, you know, I've been guilty of that at times you know you have to go too far to realize where the line is and, but uh, you're absolutely right I think it's it's fine if you I think it's always the whole package yeah. that we need to look at yeah. and I totally agree the marketing the packaging itself is is very important and then yeah. you can have uh, something nice something good something valuable in the package or or not yeah and, yeah and I mean your 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 work your videos have been like so Incredibly, um, I I would I would even say if there was a, any criticism, is they're just too good. <laughs> yeah, well, I I mean, <laughs> if you know what I mean, I I do because there there is a sometimes it can be crippling to spend so much time on on a thing where I mm-hmm. you know sometimes I should just let it go out in in a less perfect form. And and I do do that sometimes, but I can get <laughs> carried away with the. You know, I'm I'm guilty. I'm guilty of kind of like watching like these these numbers now also, which is kind of like what happens when you're. Um, but really, they tell you nothing, 
And if they tell you anything, it mean, like they tell you that it's not worth doing what you're doing. <laughs> if you're putting it into perspective, like I say, like the, the view time, for example, right? Yeah, yeah. Or watch time or whatever it's right, called. Right, right, right. You know, that's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a little bit... Uh, well, the discouraging or i mean yeah, yeah there's it can be discouraging yeah. there is a very how should i say there's there's a it's really hard at the beginning um of building a social media presence because it takes forever yeah. to get to the point where it is making that impact yes. and and even then i mean yeah the it's only a small percentage that makes it to the end of the video you know, but um, I mean, some of that can be improved, you know, by making a certain kind of sure. video that's, yeah, edited a certain way. Yeah, but, yeah. but yeah, it's never going to be. I mean, that's why, uh, you know, Adam and I talk about this a lot. We always put like the most important stuff in the beginning of the video. Yes. And uh, yeah, that's that's a whole other discussion is like how to make YouTube videos, which is even a separate discussion from making videos in general. It's YouTube is its own. It's also like a, a lot of pop records were made, right? Like, yeah. so you put the, the strong songs at the beginning and the rest is, yeah. I mean, people call, you know, call it filler. I don't know, but yeah. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's just, it, I guess it is really, it is really about, um, how, how much of a piece of art you consider your product to be yeah. right? because like unpopular choices let's say that's what we're mm -hmm. talking about really yeah. and and that's that's what an artist has to do yeah. like that's what an artist does that's kind of like the definition of that librarian that is the artist because mm -hmm. like it's your taste it's your you're making the choices and mm -hmm. you know like, kind of like always making the, the, the choices in favor of the audience, let's say, mm. um, basically removes the uh, artistry from, mm. from what you're doing. Yeah. So this is why, uh, like when you guys put out Threshold, uh, mm -hmm. the Sun piece, I, I, I liked it a lot. I think it was That's sort of like a very good, um, very good first single mm. that you guys chose there because it has, it has that, uh, it has sort of like everything that you guys talk about at the same time, it has like a really beautiful atmosphere and it has space and yeah. it's, um, well, thanks. Yeah. I think, you know, I think that's what I mean. I think it's the, it's, it's the, it's the music itself. So it's like the, which will eventually speak to people in such a way that they make a different kind of connection with you guys where it's, where you yeah. have like lifelong fans because they were actually moved by the music. I yeah, think that's right. what, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, for sure. Ideally, I hope. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so the the album that's interesting in regards to what you've been talking about with artistry because the process of making that album is very different from the process of making YouTube videos. Where like YouTube you're trying to optimize for this and that and the other and um, for me personally, this album was a real artistic statement. I mean, I, mm -hmm. for, for me personally, I, I don't mm -hmm. want to speak to how other people perceive it or not, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, that was, I, I think this, it's a very authentic statement for both of us and it's mm -hmm. 
no compromises you yes. know about any yeah. of those decisions some of them might be unpopular or unconventional but um yeah i think it has all of the elements that that we value as musicians yeah. um you know it's got the, the the a mix of rhythmic things that we think are kind of new or like mm-hmm. maybe not new but not not very people aren't doing it very much but at the same time you know it's it's very melodic and very um accessible but not in the sense of like we're trying to please other people yeah. it's like we're trying to please ourselves because mm-hmm. we we want it to have a certain sound as well so yeah, yeah um, that, that comes across i mean that is uh, yeah and at the same time you guys know about the packaging aspect yeah right so that's that's why you've you've managed to oh, that's why you have all the the campaign built around the album and right, i think yeah. i think that's great i mean it's just it's the best of all worlds somehow yeah yeah well yeah we're in a very unique <laughs> position to uh <laughs> be doing the music youtube thing where we can talk about our own music because that's that's every musician's favorite subject <laughs> mm-hmm. in in a way mm-hmm. you know the youtube thing is marketing essentially mm-hmm. and a little bit of teaching too mm-hmm. yeah but it's it's an interesting cycle because the the album gives us things to talk about and we talk about them in the videos that get people to know about the album and um it's it just is a cycle but i think the through this album and, and just in the last couple of years in general i think more people are coming to us from i don't know where just from not from youtube mm-hmm. which i think is is a good thing i would like to see that trend continue that people yeah. come for the music and not yeah. for the music theory necessarily yeah yeah, yeah and that that will happen more and more as people fall in love with the music and, yeah. and talk about it Uh, offline right right, right. yeah <laughs> that's where the real <laughs> magic happens i don't know i don't know no it's just it's just interesting like because nick with our experiment here for you to have one year to learn a new instrument yeah um it kind of like i mean for me it wasn't it was it wasn't a surprise that it was very possible very much possible um and you know you got distracted quite a bit this year a and lot, you still yeah. and you still managed yeah um so like like uh, on several levels it's it's it really is proof of concept yeah that even if you have if there are like challenges and you know you can still do it and like one and one year is a long long time we yeah. still have like two and a half months right yeah right and um well yeah well um yeah every time i i went on tour i you know basically had two months of not not focusing on it i mean maybe mm-hmm. i would practice a little bit but mm-hmm. um yeah you're you're right that i mean i think that that almost makes it more um uh well it's it's a better proof of concept in, in a sense because yeah. even with a little bit of time uh i've made you know some some amount of progress yeah now on one hand it it would have been interesting to see what would happen if I had eight hours a day for a whole year mm-hmm. to practice because mm-hmm. that was not the case that's not here. realistic right I mean, and and it wouldn't it wouldn't yeah. really uh, yeah it wouldn't be realistic it wouldn't show the reality of 
people if somebody wants yeah. to get inspired yeah uh, I think it's better like this yeah where where you you know I mean I practiced just, probably six months out of the last nine months or whatever mm -hmm. it's been mm -hmm. Ten. and and yeah I, I don't know the exact hours I should have kept a journal or something but mm -hmm. I, I would estimate not that much I mean between 150 and 200 hours because I was only practicing an hour or two a day so yeah, yeah. I mean on one hand that's bad maybe I should have practiced more but on the other hand it's uh, you know you can achieve a lot you know, a in little, a small amount of time yeah, a little goes a long way that's that's really uh, yeah it's 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 the truth yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah for sure and and the other thing is that even though I did take a lot of time off by necessity to focus on tour and stuff even though that's maybe a negative thing in some ways it's it's also the reason why I am able to uh, learn it in the first place meaning mm -hmm. that there's a, a, a focus there and that's I think if I have a I don't know if it's a superpower or just a or a, or a defect in, in my <laughs> personality but you know I tend to do the best when I focus on something and, and I can really obsess with that one thing for for a period and um, you know people ask me sometimes like well how, how do you have time to do all of this how do you you know to learn the drums and to mm -hmm. tour and to make videos and to learn touch guitar and they ask like what is your your time management mm -hmm. they, they think it's a scheduling mm -hmm. skill mm -hmm. It's not at all. It's not like a, okay, Tuesday, eight a.m. for fifteen minutes. I do this. It's not that. Mm -hmm. I do not manage my time, but I do manage my priorities. Yeah. And so the the only way that I'm able to learn all of those skills, whether it's video editing or mixing or whatever, I just do that one thing. I do things one at a time, and that's the only that, way. That, I, that's I can do what it. we have in common, and I think that's what a lot of uh, successful people kind of like well successful you know what I mean yeah <laughs> do yeah you just you just you just as you say you manage your priorities and you focus and yeah. you um, yeah like you don't get distracted when you say okay I'm going edit to edit this video and probably I don't know what your shifts are like if you're going doing six hours or eight hours or whatever of yes. sitting in front of <laughs> yeah sometimes it's yeah. all day yeah. yeah yeah but that's that's sort of like where the power lies and it's it's this like I say the same like some people say if you practice every day just a little bit it's a good thing that's true but it's also true if you spend like like three days practicing 12 hours yeah you'll have you'll have a different kind of breakthrough you'll have yeah. something that you can eat only experience if there's that intensity and that density of of experience yeah right yeah there's yeah you, you you need a, a long chunk of time sometimes to get deep enough into the thing to, yeah. you know, if you only practice five minutes at a time, you'll never get to that deep level. Yeah. And, you know, we talked, you mentioned seeing me play the round of seven exercise yeah. at that tempo was inspiring to see kind of. Yeah. Like, and, and, and I'm sure you can play it much faster. I, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say is the, the only way to get there mm. is to, work hours and hours at a time with this exercise so yeah. that you know just 
yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know even how to describe it. There's there's like a certain um, mutation of energies, for lack of a better term, mm -hmm. that happens when you really repeat something yeah. a lot, and uh, you know, and it's and the only way. Yeah. It is the only way, but. Yeah, it's it's funny, like um, like you know, as as you know, like I'm teaching this 49 week long course right now, mm -hmm. and I see that um, again, like I don't know if it's because younger people, but um, like sometimes there's like this misunderstanding that learning a wider range of things is mm -hmm. better than focusing. Mm -hmm. And I think, like like I said, we can do both, right? Yeah. Like we can have an intense phase of studying one thing, and then yeah. we can let go of that and do something else, and then we return maybe. And and yeah. it's that it's that's like this meta meta learning or that meta management of one's, as you say, priorities. Mm -hmm. In a way, it is time management. Mm. You know, it is some sort of time management because the prior prioritizing means yeah. that. You're making X amount of time available, right? Yeah, right. And yes, and yeah. that's that's somehow the, it's, but it's on it's on a meta level, and yeah. and that's where also the you know, um, so we were talking about you know artistry versus maybe just craft or like mm. I think artistry happens when you when you learn when you become when you come into a position where you can zoom out, get into a meta position. And you design, you kind of like start designing the pro, the learning process itself. So where you develop the your own skills, psychological skills or whatever, time management skills or management mm -hmm. skills, to choose what you want to do. So yeah. so so that's why. And let me just you know come up with an example. Like the fact that you've become a good video editor has influenced your drumming. I don't know how you would <laughs> describe that, but I'm sure yeah, yeah, it has. For sure. You know? Yeah. And especially, and this is, this is also something that um, I, I'm dealing with a lot, because I, I have a lot of students who are very, very uh, uh, successful or accomplished in one specific task, like in their jobs or whatever, so yeah. successful people. Yeah. And then what, what, what happens is that um, somehow, it is. It becomes daunting to kind of try to learn something else, yeah. and you're sort of like because you're already good at one thing, you're yeah. not learning the others, yeah. the other yeah. things. And and but like and you're a good example for that. I think like once you start kind of like branching out and you realize, okay, like this this um, old idea um, of you can only do one thing well, yeah. which is what. I think is sort of like uh, an effect of um, industrialization where. The, yeah. the human being became a worker and you know like you go to work 40 years of your life and you do the same thing and yeah. you get money at the end of every other week or whatever and uh, right right uh, yeah. this employ employment uh, yeah. model and that is that's all like i think we're kind of returning to the renaissance man thing where like you are allowed to be good at more than one thing and yeah and then if you are good at mathematics and and uh, music then obviously like the whole you're you're being lifted on a new level somehow and yeah yeah i totally agree i mean you you can do and and be good at more than one thing 
Um, I, I think, like a lot of the things we've been discussing today, that's it can be a fine line also because if, if you spread yourself too thin, yeah, you, you won't be good at any of them. <laughs> I mean, uh, there's truth in all of these. <laughs> yes, exactly. In all of these and, things, and that's why what but, I mean yeah. that this the 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 meta position, like where yeah. you kind of like starting to realize you 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 observe your own patterns, you you start noticing when you're spreading yourself yeah. too thinly yeah right and you you kind of like that is kind of like the uh, maybe a little bit of the secret is to to, yeah. to sort of be able so that you're able to dissociate yourself from the process that you're in and to make decisions or even to apply rules or or exercises on top of um, like in a, in a larger scale yeah. Where like maybe it's it, it doesn't make sense for you to plan your day when it comes to uh, when you actually yeah. spend those three hours drumming, let's right. say. Right. Um, but maybe uh, at the beginning of the year you already have a sense, okay, we may have a sun gazer tour there, we may have right. something there and sort of like that yeah. that that planning on that larger level where it's not important to know exact details or yeah. Right? So what, and this is what I've been saying for a long time. Uh, that's what I call a vision. Mm. So a vision is not necessarily like a grandiose thing. Like a vision is sort of to have some sort of some sort of unfo uh, uh, unfolding plan mm -hmm. that is driven by your by passionate imagination. Let's say, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And that is that is sort of like the the fabric that then spans everything and kind of you know pulls everything together, yeah. no matter what is needed, right? In order to get there, right? Yeah, for sure. I, I, yeah, vision is is super important, and and <laughs> I I forget the exact phrase you just use the, the creative imagination or the uh, something. Yeah, but <laughs> you know I think that's that's important too is having. The uh, almost the courage to have dreams, yeah. Uh, you know, the uh, which sometimes just means sitting down and, and writing down some ideas. It's like you, you can get so distracted with your work or whatever you're doing that you never stop to think about, well, what, what if, you know, what if I did X or Y or, yeah. Yeah, I've recently started working with a with a director, a film director, and we're probably going to have a project together. But anyway, she's also just like so many people I know. She's about list writing. Mm, yeah, right. And and I think it's it's such a wonderful tool to kind of like just externalize some of your thoughts, yeah. and as you say, prioritizing, right? Yeah. So you may have your list, and then and, and you know, even though like I think a list can actually help you procrastinating. But yeah. it also helps you kind of like really become aware of what, what, I don't want to say what feels good to you, but what you really want to do. Yeah, what's important. What's important, exactly. Yeah. So because, and then, you know, that's why maybe like, like that, uh, that document that you need to return to the town council or something like, it's, <laughs> it's okay if you only deliver that on the day, you don't have to do that today. But, yeah. you know, you see, yeah. so, so that's why list making and just... Like a digital list, I, I like that because I can just drag the order, like and mm, yeah, um, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. 
Totally, yeah. yeah. And and there's always more stuff on the list than time yeah. in the day. And and so I, I think you're right that externalizing it, it helps you get perspective and, and maybe yeah. zoom out and have that meta perspective yeah. we've yeah. been talking about. Because yeah. then you'll see, okay, well, here's 10 things I would like to do, but I only have time for three or one. <laughs> yeah. So what's, what's the one thing going to be right because now? You, you kind of have to go with what you're... Uh, what you have the energy and motivation for. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And and obviously, like somebody would say, no, you've got to do the, uh, you know, also the things that you don't want to do. And it's true. It's true. Yeah. But you sort of like, it's sort of like some um, uh, psychological hygiene kind of thing to to make sure you're, you're actually feeding your soul, let's yeah. say. Yeah. In order to be able to do the things that are harder, let's say. So yeah. and it's it's like this balancing act that is the challenge, right? Yeah, I think <laughs> that that is it. It's it's a balancing act. Mm-hmm. Eine Gratwanderung. Eine Gratwanderung. Wow. Yeah, tight walking the tightrope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and that's that's a, a an important skill I think for for people. Maybe that's that's half of the battle is like. You know, because so much of what we've been talking about today is contradictions and mm-hmm. paradoxes and you, uh, opposing views that are both correct in certain situations. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's really important to be able to to know, in, you know, when am I spreading myself too thin versus I've been really doing too much of this one thing. I need to do something else. Um that's that's the key for sure. And just like just like with a good musical note or a resonating drum, let's mm-hmm. say, right? Like it is it is oscillating. It goes back and forth, and it's just like I think expecting that yeah. balance to be kind of like a stiff state. The, no, it's, never, it's al- no, yeah. it's always it's always like you always, and yeah. you know I, I know that it, it's become. Um, you know, feeling that way, it maybe we were we were taught that somehow by. Um, mm. I don't know. Yeah, but to to feel bad mm. that we are not one hundred percent sure what we mm. want to do. But I think it's it's absolutely fine to always question what you do and yeah. to 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 also not be totally confident with what you do, or even yeah. don't even know if the music you created is good enough or whatever but I think it's the, the point is like you, you just need to in the case of music you need to put it out yeah like if you don't put it out there's there you're, you're lacking the the, the, f- the feedback circuit is not closed somehow yeah which means you're like you're not gonna go further yeah and that that's why I'm kind of interested in like now that the Sungazer record is out but yeah what will be coming after that and yeah, for you for you guys. I mean, like it's it's. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's <laughs> it's been exciting so far, um, but yeah, I'm 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 curious to see what happens. And it's it's funny because the album is out, and on one hand, that's great, and it's it's done in a sense, but it's now that a lot of the work actually starts because now we're doing all the videos promoting mm-hmm. the album and. Mm-hmm. You know, now there's going to be tours and, uh, you know, all this stuff, but... Are, are you going to do videos for all the tracks on the album? That certainly would be possible. I mean, there's enough <laughs> to talk about in in every song. 
Realistically, no. Oh, okay. I'm gonna pick probably a, a few songs, but mm, okay. uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> the potential is is always always there to at least mention it briefly, maybe in a video about something else. But but there are several videos that um, I am already planning or working on, and mm -hmm. so it's gonna be a very busy month still, even after the album is is out. But yeah. Um, but so, it's good. Yeah. So um, shall we just briefly just just plan? Yeah. What like? Yeah. So what what so, what is your? Yeah, you go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Well, time wise, uh, like I was just saying, I, it's still busy. There's a lot of yeah. work to do related to this album. Yeah. Um, and so even I think. November is going to be very busy for me. So what I would aim for is hopefully if I can finish everything I need to in November, then then I would have December to do maybe a, an intense touch guitar month or something. Okay. Um, and that would also mean, I mean, I want to film some of the stuff that I'm doing, but if I'm editing videos, then I won't have time to practice. Yeah. So it might mean doing an intense month of practicing in December, filming stuff, but the videos might not come till January or something. Yeah. You know? no, I, w I was wondering that anyway, if, yeah. if the, the, the one year thing is a literal or if it if if you're flexible and saying okay no, uh, well I mean I'm definitely going to continue practicing after yeah the yeah. end of the year yeah. but I think as a <clears throat> as a kind of a deadline to to just give a little pressure to to, to have practice. another push at the end like yeah I yeah. think I think, I think it's good. yeah I think it's a good idea yeah and I'm I'm available online to um, cool to yeah. help you uh, coach you if you need to yeah yeah. 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 Yeah, definitely. So, um, you know, then the question would be, what do I need to work on? Yeah. And um, and I think, you know, maybe this the the things that I would spend a month practicing are probably the same things I would need to focus on more long term. Also, meaning. And I wrote a list down somewhere at some point of mm -hmm. several areas to focus on, um, and and maybe you can help me with this and tell me where yeah. it's that's not right, or maybe it is, or yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> if I could try and remember the things on the list, I mean, there's several areas we could look at. One is technique. Yeah. Uh, Improvisation is another. Yeah. Fretboard knowledge, just like knowing where more notes are in more places. Yes. Uh, what else? Writing. I mean, I, I've done almost no writing. I've kind of gotten distracted this year with just playing the instrument. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. you can spend a lifetime on that alone. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, writing is another thing. Uh, also, learning songs and just or playing along to yeah whatever Spotify on shuffle. I mean, just yeah. I, I think that is helpful too because uh, I'm finding that um, 
Well, you know, that's kind of how I started learning drums too, is I just turned the radio on and I played to whatever was on, mm -hmm. which was a lot of the mm -hmm. alternative rock pop stuff. I mean, that, whatever, that's the, mm -hmm. <laughs> the music that was available. Yes. Um, and I, I think that's really helpful just to, to develop my ear and also to develop the, the skill of, of hearing a thing and figuring it out. Uh, but also learning, you know, pieces like the Bach thing, or I've been uh, practicing this this Guthrie Govan song mm -hmm. called Waves, which is a, a very, very beautiful melody. It's uh, got a lot of like leaping intervals and it's, mm -hmm. um, I'll show it to you sometime. But <laughs> uh, yeah, so what else? Am I, am I missing anything? I mean... I mean one other thing I'll say is that I, I think that learning music, just like learning a lot of songs maybe, is probably something that should not be underestimated. Mm -hmm. Because, uh, you know, I think that the exercises are essential, but it's not enough no. to just yeah learn the scales and arpeggios yes. and, yeah. and the no, shapes. It's the, because, the application is very yeah. important. And that's like where um, you sort of like have to make a decision though, like, like especially in the position where you're mm -hmm. in. Um, like, like if you had unlimited time, right. let's say, say yeah. like all the things that you just mentioned uh, are important. Yeah. And like, I, you know, I think like, like playing a song or learning a song always has like also on the level of technique, yeah. has more impact than playing an exercise. Yeah, there's, so there's, no, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. But, but again, you need to be, you need to kind of like, like say if we think of this as branches like that yeah. you can take, right? You need to make sure which branch you can actually take. Mm. Yeah. So do I even feel, feel it to mm. start Spotify and play along? If yeah. you do, then that's the right right way to do yeah. things. And this is sort of like the way you're at right now is to to kind of like create that path yourself. Yeah. You need to understand that it doesn't have to. You don't have to make a decision now. Yeah. You you can make the decision at every single moment to choose any of these fields that you've just mentioned. Yeah. Right. That's what I think is is kind of like the challenge is, and that's again that's the meta part. Like, what am I capable of doing? Am I inspired doing it? Yeah. Will I actually do it? That's kind of like you know, yeah. what will I actually do? And yeah. that's and that's that's where you have to um, yeah have to make those decisions for yourself. Sure. Right? Yeah. So the writing, for example, is great because it kind of includes everything. Yeah. Well, and I have some thoughts on, on that too. Mm -hmm. um, because that's one of those things where it's like, uh, which branch can I take? Mm -hmm. And I almost have the feeling that it's, my time is better spent right now learning music that already exists. Yeah. Because that's uh, giving me ideas for yeah. what kinds of things I might want to yeah. write. You know, if I if I focus on writing too early, 
then I mean I don't have anything to say really mm -hmm. as a composer right now because my scope is so limited mm -hmm. now I'm also aware that I don't want to just push that off indefinitely into the future because that's not good either right mm -hmm. I mean I think there's probably value in just writing now with what I have right now mm -hmm. but through the process of learning other music I'm learning what I like and and what things I would like to explore and um, you know like this Guthrie song with the mm -hmm. these big interval leaps I, I'm I'm learning oh, okay that's that's something that I like and I wouldn't have known that if I yeah yeah wasn't exposed to yeah. it yeah yeah or there's you know certain moments in the Bach piece it's like ah I you know the the piece is nice I mean it's not like the music I, I listen to on a daily basis, but there's like little moments that are mm -hmm. uh, more interesting to me than others. Yeah. So, so yeah, I don't know. No, basically what you're saying is that in, in order to kind of like develop that, what we call vision, you, you want and need input. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. yeah, fine. I mean, great. And, yeah. um, I, I I agree. Like, ideally, you would find like say like three, let's say three branches, where you um, that you know that you can kind of like serve them when it's called for, mm -hmm. and like when it's called for also means like that you sort of like in December you say that's the intense period, and in the morning technical exercises in the afternoon writing yeah. and at night some improvisation yeah for example yeah right or like, like you know any three things that you can then kind of rinse repeat um, yeah over a period of time sort of creating your own meta exercise that's that's sort of what, what would be good I yeah think. Yeah, and and I think um, and it doesn't have to be the writing. I'm just put just put the writing there as an example. Yeah, right. But I, actually, I do <laughs> to contradict myself a little bit. <laughs> if uh, you know, in a long day of of practicing, at a certain point, my fingers will start to hurt, or not hurt, but mm -hmm. they're going to get tired, and it's going to be hard to continue practicing past a, a certain number of hours. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that number is, but let's say it's four hours mm -hmm. and then my fingers are done and maybe that's a good time to focus on writing when I can't continue to practice with the same intensity. Yeah. You know, oh, you know th there are things I can do away from the instrument like writing yeah. or ear yeah. training that yeah. are still productive. But I, I like the idea if you, if you pick a song, you learn it, you've already started with this one song you mentioned yeah. and maybe um, maybe it could be a good thing to then also incorporate because this is what we forgot what you forgot recording yeah would be the other yeah, yeah. aspect like where you say okay can i can i just um play say a bass part yeah. uh, a chordal part and the melody and drums yeah and and produce a version of this song that i like so much yeah and and like the learning the learning experience would be amazing yeah, yeah. Get the, you know like if that's what you want to do do it like there's no you don't have to write your own tune right right uh, yeah. to do that yeah yeah uh, yeah so say totally. it, may, I mean, that's... it may may inspire you to do to write then so so no yeah. just you know 
don't get me wrong I, you know this like the writing was also just a suggestion um, yeah. even well, at, the very, and, at the beginning of the year and it's also something that I, I said was a, a priority but I'm finding now I might need to learn more music before I yeah. have music to write yeah, yeah. and I mean like f f on the technique level I think you don't need to worry just pick one really just one yeah. exercise one thing that you um, that you obsessively say practice so yeah. that it gets uh, just takes you to the next level yeah yeah definitely and and I think that that technical focus is always shifting um, yeah depending on what I need but yeah um, and I, I think you've showed me all the exercises oh, I'm sure there's more but mm -hmm. yeah is there anything else that I should be thinking about or focusing on I think no, we no. covered it pretty well <laughs> yeah we covered it pretty well yeah and really really there's only three there's there's the grandfather exercise yeah okay there's the uncle exercise which are something you haven't really tackled that's that's the one with the, with the diagonals yeah yeah right? so that is like a really good chunk of important mm. movement detail that you kind of like should learn at some point okay. and yeah. then there's just the, the pentachords as a as a technical exercise yeah that at the same time teaches you even more like where the notes are if, yeah. you, do, if you, you do the round of seven yeah right yeah. So, so should yeah so just you know just just pick two of those if you just yeah. do the do the pentachords uh, in in uh, just pick two modes yeah like stay with the Ionian and, and Phrygian or whatever uh, like two and then you have like the two orientations so you have four exercises total yeah and what, what about different keys I mean how yeah keys keys important. is keys um, you know on the guitar instrument keys uh, kind of if you're thinking modes you're already that's already keys right so because yeah. if you're you know like yeah, right C Dorian is not the same key as C Ionian right even though it's in the key of C yeah, yeah, yeah. so then on the guitar what happens is that key is basic what you're talking about is then position on the fretboard mm. and that's really kind of how we can oversimplify this so it just means okay yeah learn to play the round of seven in three keys yeah. or or okay. more yeah. but right but really like at some point it just doesn't matter like you mm. know it, it's just about that you're in a different space on the on the fretboard if you're playing in G sharp major yeah. Yeah. right yeah, yeah so it's uh, okay so you don't need to be concerned with that so much yeah it's more about like learning the, the 12 notes and their their location on the fretboard yeah and and that's why again we're learning somebody else's music or writing mm -hmm. or you know even improvising on a drone mm -hmm. where you kind of like keep moving the drone to different notes kind of helps you to learn where the intervals are and mm -hmm. the absolute pitches and yeah. I think yeah you have everything I gave you yeah I gave you everything that um, that you can utilize yeah yeah well <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, pretty amazing I mean. no and 
And I, but I'm, I'm, I'm really impressed about the clarity you have about kind of like, um, and you know, it's, it's that learning other music that has been kind of like suffering from, mostly suffered from you being away so much. And, yeah. You know? Yeah. Because I, I'm pretty sure it would have gone differently if you had more time here in Berlin. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But um, yeah, it's it's becoming a, a priority, and and I think it's like a, um, if you use the analogy of like learning a language, mm -hmm. if if you if you spend all your time practicing exercises, it's kind of the same thing as learning the uh, the conjugation tables or the whatever okay, article declensions. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's helpful. Mm -hmm. But it's not the language. It's not music. I mean, it's sometimes you know, it, it you need that. But if you want to use that metaphor, though, uh, the uh, exercises are um, the pronunciation. It's not actually. It's not even the words or the declination or whatever. It's mm -hmm. much more basic. It's just it's just getting the sounds of the you know enabling you to actually produce the sounds you need for the words. Interesting. That's how I think. That's how I think. Because I would, I would think the pronunciation is more like the tone and the vibrato and the articulation. It is. Yeah. It is, but. No, I'm, yeah, I mean, neither. I, I think your 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 metaphor is right too. I'm just uh, it, interested to explore that. Yeah. It's 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 just because, and it's it also comes from the from the fact that just a couple decades ago. Um, there wasn't much information around about the technique, really. Yeah. And now, now it's sort of almost decoded, right? So that's why. Um, hmm. I mean, come on! Like what you can do already with the instrument is something that took me a long time. Mm. Yeah. So that's you. You've you've learned you've learned to make the sounds. You can you can build phrases. You can like maybe you don't know or you don't think you can, but like I remember that very first improvisation mm -hmm. here you played for me on the drone. Mm -hmm. um, it was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. It was it was it was sort of like a fully formed musical statement, mm -hmm. and it just happens because you just did it and yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so that's that's how you how you need to continue just just. Right. Just do it, and like if you uh, end up recording like your own bass part or somebody else's bass part, or it doesn't really right, matter right, at right. this point. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, so. Well, yeah, I think that uh, that's a good place to leave the conversation. Okay, probably. so yeah. so so you and we are committed till the end of the year. You say yeah. that December will be the focus month. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I will practice between now and then. Yes, but yeah, I, I understand. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then probably like anything like a um, video, kind of like as a conclusion or summary, will probably yeah. happen then later, yeah. or early next year. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and I, I have some other video ideas um, that will be related to to touch guitar. Okay. But um yeah so it will happen at some point <laughs> fantastic yeah great 
Okay. Okay. Thank Thanks, you. Marcus. Yeah. Yes. Tschüss. Tschüss. <laughs>